Well, good morning. Great to be speaking to you today and uh, trust God is going to bless you as we consider God's word for a few moments this morning. I've been thinking for a little while, maybe over the last couple of weeks, about some of the things that uh, are probably very well known to us. Um, and one passage of scripture, and I shared this with our uh, staff uh, just a couple of weeks ago, is in Luke's Gospel, chapter five. And I want to read the first seven verses to you. It says there, one day as Jesus was standing by the lake of Gennesaret, the people were crowding around him and listening to the word of God. He saw at the water's edge two boats left there by fishermen who were washing their nets. He got into one of the boats, the one belonging to Simon, and he asked him, put out a little from the shore. Then he sat down and taught the people from the boat. When he had finished speaking, he said to Simon, put out to the deep water and let down the nets for a catch. Simon answered, Master, we've worked hard all night and haven't caught anything. But because you say so, I will let down the nets. When they had done so, they caught such a large number of fish that the nets began to break. So they signaled their partners in the other boat to come and help them. And they came and filled both boats so full that they began to sink. When I was sharing from this passage with our staff a couple of weeks ago, uh, it was really off the back of something that Irene had shared uh, and was praying on one of our Sunday morning services just recently. And she was praying, Lord, that you may interrupt our day. And I thought, do I want God to interrupt my day? I've got things to do. I've got plans. I've got all this stuff that I need to do. Have I got time for God to interrupt? And if you think about um, Simon there, he, he'd finished his day. Well, he'd worked all night and he was now washing his nets. He was looking forward to going home, getting his head down, getting asleep. And then Jesus comes along and interrupts all his plans. And um, he'd, he'd have been a weary fisherman, wouldn't he? Having, having fished all night and really caught nothing, it would have really felt quite, uh, quite depressing, probably. Um, really difficult uh, time for him. Uh, and yet Jesus came and changed everything. And if you were joining with us in our uh, prayer focus on Wednesday of this last week, uh, we, we were praying really into this whole thing of being weary and people being weary because of lockdown. You know, we've had four months now where uh, a lot of restrictions placed on us initially. You know, we were only allowed to go out for an hour a day unless we were a key worker uh, and um, or unless we were going shopping for, for essential goods, etc. So there's been a lot of... Uh, time where people have been locked in their own homes and it's been quite difficult and and for some people uh, some people have said actually it's been quite refreshing in some ways but for many people it's been quite wearying trying to work out how to do things under a new sort of regime of regulations etc and then of course coming out of lockdown it's still wearying as we were saying on uh, on Wednesday um, you know trying to work out what you can do how many people you can meet up with? How many people can you meet up with in a house or in a garden or in a park? Or, and, and there's all these sort of regulations. And it's very, it's very confusing to people. It was interesting. I was listening to the radio uh, coming home uh, earlier on in the week. And on the radio programme, they were talking about this whole challenge of working out uh, what we can do and what we can't do. And it became very evident from the contributions from the public into the radio programme for the, just the few minutes I was listening, that there's a lot of confusion out there. Um, 
there are regulations, there are guidelines for us all to follow. Um, but it, it seems now, as we are being released from lockdown to a degree, there's a real confusion as to what we can and cannot do. Whereas when lockdown came very strictly in the first instance, it was very clear what you could and couldn't do. People complied with it probably a lot more easily than where we are now with complying with things. You really have to go looking for the detail in the government regulations, going onto government websites to find those things to actually determine what you can and cannot do. And I was saying on the radio program that, you know, in the early days of lockdown and for a, a, a couple of months or so, uh, probably those daily briefings from the government uh, were capturing everybody's attention and uh, the message was getting home, whereas it's probably a little bit more blurred now and uh, there's all sorts of interpretations. But there are regulations and guidelines for us to follow if we go digging. So it's really wearying trying to work out what we can and cannot do. And I was reminded, having prayed, you know, along those lines for people who were fearing, feeling weary, um, the Apostle Paul's words in Galatians 6 verse 9, where he says, Let us not become weary in doing good, for at the proper time we will reap a harvest if we do not give up. And it's a great thing, isn't it? So even if we do feel a bit weary, yet God, in the midst of it all, if we're listening, is still speaking to us. And I think we've just got to respond, even in our weariness sometimes, even like Simon on that day uh, where he's ready to go, go home to bed. He was willing to respond to what Jesus said. And he said, you know, Lord, whatever you say, I'll do it. When it came to not only putting out his boat into the water for a bit, listening to Jesus speak, um, then Jesus says to him, you know, go a bit further out, put your nets down into the water again. And Simon says, well, we've, we've done this all night, caught nothing. But because you said it, we'll do it. And I just think that God is wanting to speak to us and is speaking to us uh, in this time of uncertainty and questioning and where you know what we've got planned hasn't quite happened that God is saying to us and giving his directions and helping us and I think we've just got to be willing to respond and say Lord whatever you're saying I'll do it the fishermen having done that Simon particularly having done that he we find that they get a record catch of fish that we're still talking about some 2,000 years later or as, the, as Paul the Apostle puts it, you know, if we're feeling weary and we don't give up, we will reap a harvest. There is a harvest coming. In your personal life, for the church of Jesus Christ in our nation, there's a harvest coming. If we are doing what he has called us to do and we're faithful to it and responding, Lord, yes, we'll do it, then that harvest will come. I think then in a similar vein, you know, you get the passage, another well-known passage to many of us uh, in John's Gospel, chapter 2, where it says, On the third day there was a wedding in Cana of Galilee, and the mother of Jesus was there. Now both Jesus and his disciples were invited to the wedding, and when they had ran out of wine, the mother of Jesus said to him, They have no wine. And Jesus said to her, Woman, what does your concern have to do with me? My hour is not yet come. And his mother said to the servants, whatever he says to you, do it. Now, there were six water pots there. 
according to the manner for purification of the Jews, containing 20 or 30 gallons apiece. And Jesus said to them, fill the water pots with water. And they filled them up to the brim. And he said to them, draw some out now and take it to the master of the feast. And they took it. When the master of the feast had tasted the water that was made wine and did not know where it came from, but the servants knew who'd drawn the water, the master of the feast called the bridegroom and he said to him, every man at the beginning sets out good wine. When the guests, the guests are well drunk, then the inferior wine. But you have kept the good wine until now. You know, and there's that similar vein there where the mother of Jesus says to the servants, whatever he says to you, do it. The wedding that had been planned probably for months in advance, um, with all the aspirations and dreams for the day, looked as though uh, it was going to end in disaster. The celebrations would sort of peter out uh, in some way. And it wouldn't really be the day that the groom and the bride uh, were, were looking forward to. You know, we came into 2020, didn't we? Where the sense of excitement, a sense of, wow, this is a new year, a new decade, uh, a new era ahead. And maybe in our minds, we've got plans. And, and even for this year, 2020, you may have had plans. You may have had plans to go on holiday with your family and do all sorts of things. You may have had celebrations lined up. And yet, it looks like they've all petered out, or many of them because we're not been able to do things because of this coronavirus lockdown situation. So many things have been put on hold, haven't they? Some have even said, you know, with regard to the church, it's like God has pressed the reset button. And I think we are going to need wisdom to know the difference between what has been put on hold and what is being reset. And we really need to hear from the Lord. But God has got away of getting those things that have been put on hold back on track. Maybe today you're thinking about there's all sorts of things and plans and aspirations, even things that you felt God has spoken to you about and getting involved with and doing in this next year or decade. And it's like they've been put on hold. Well, God has a plan to get them back on track if they're part of his purposes for your life. So in this time of even frustration with some of that, Hear the word of the Lord again. Remind yourself what he has said and incline your ear to, towards him. Let his spirit speak to your spirit. Encourage you again in this time that even in the midst of frustration, you can respond and say, Lord, whatever you say to me, I'm going to do it. So what is God saying to you? Do it. Do it. You might feel a bit weary. You might feel like your hopes and dreams are on the rocks a bit. But God, as I said, I think last month, God wants to restore and do more. So God wants to speak to us and are we willing to hear and respond? Yes, Lord. But also, I think I want you to consider not only what God is saying to you, but what does God want to say through you? Isaiah 44, 26 a few verses around there and and God is speaking he says I am the Lord and one of the things he says in verse 26 is I'm the Lord who carries out the words of his servants and fulfills the predictions of his messengers 
you know, God has got servants and messengers that he wants to speak through and fulfill then what has been spoken. Who says to Jerusalem, it shall be inhabited. Of the towns of Judah, they shall be rebuilt. And of their ruins, I will restore them. You know, God not only wants to speak to you, but he wants to speak through you. And I want to pray along those lines just for a couple of moments this morning. So where you are in your room at home, um, maybe with your family, maybe on your own this morning, uh, watching and listening to this. Uh, I just encourage you just to bow your head and just stretch out your hands to the Lord as if you were going to receive from him as I pray right now. Father, I thank you for each one listening or watching this today. Father, I pray for those who feel weary or frustrated. Lord, that they would hear your voice. And I pray whether you are ask, whatever you are asking them to do, Lord, you will strengthen them for the task ahead. And I pray, Lord, that the joy of seeing your miraculous intervention will not be in the distant future. But for some who are watching and listening to this today, Lord, they'll see your miraculous intervention this week. For some, they'll see it within the next 30 days. And for some, they're going to see your miraculous intervention before the end of 2020. Lord, I declare that over those who are listening and watching today. And may we hear stories, Lord, of that intervention where you've broken in, where you've provided, where you've gone beyond our dreams and expectations, where there's been miracles taking place. May those stories be told and may people be drawn to them because of you and what you are doing in and through the lives of your people as we respond individually and corporately together to what you are asking us to do. And Father, I pray also for those who you are appointing to be your mouthpieces at this time, that they would have courage to declare what you are saying to our area and beyond that what seemingly lies in ruins will be rebuilt and that restoration will be seen. In Jesus' name, amen.